This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single show. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is The Best Place to Date. Yes. Also in the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, the places with the most singles, and the best and worst cities for dating. Those may sound like similar news stories, but they are <laughs> slightly different, which is why we're going to talk about them. Then we are diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including... One listener who's considering moving to find a better pool of people to date and another who wants to know if it's smart to start a relationship off long distance. But first, Angela, what is going on in your week? Um, so I wanted to get your opinion on uh, an, a sort of an argument that Ian and I had. So obviously you should side with me when you give your opinion. Oh, <laughs> just, okay. Just kidding. Uh, I, love, I love hearing about couples' arguments and then giving my, my two cents, especially since, you know, you and Nick are so similar and Ian and I are, are so similar. I'm very eager to know whose side right. I'm going to be on. Yeah. So the odds are you probably will side with Ian. Maybe. Because like spiritually you guys align. So okay. maybe. We're going to find out. Here's what happened. So we uh, we had a lovely night the other night. We went, we met with a wedding photographer and she like, during the meeting, she like asked us a bunch of personal questions about ourselves, like how we met and to talk about our first date. A so, medium? No, a, a wedding photographer. A wedding photographer. Why did I hear the <laughs> I word medium? Know. I don't that know. That would be fun, though. Sorry, I was spacing out. Uh, oh, my God. Wait, that's the theme of the story. No, no, no. Wait, okay. So. Oh, God. Wait for it. Okay. I so, thought you said medium and you said wedding photographer. That was weird. Okay. So, I'm, yeah, li- we- I'm fully engaged. It might have made more – actually, I feel like those questions made more sense with a medium, but the wedding photographer – I actually thought of like what you always talk about, how people ask questions to make you feel more bonded to them. Like we spent yes. the whole time talking about ourselves and we're probably going to hire her now because she was like, tell me about yourselves. Like how did you mean? Tell me about your first date. Blah, so blah, blah. what Angela's referring to is I think some study I had read a long time ago where – if you ask a lot of questions on a date about somebody, like about their life, about their family, they're going to feel really close to you, even though you barely gave them any information. So basically, it's like the person that divulges the most information feels closer to the person they've divulged the information to. Right. Does that make sense? It totally yeah. makes sense because okay. it works. So it works. So the wedding photographer pulled that trick on on you, her I, client. I don't know if she consciously was doing it, but it truly worked. Um, but so like we left and we were all happy and then we're like, let's go to dinner. And we went to dinner and we had a great time, great conversation. And we got home and Ian was like, so I had a really nice time, uh, tonight. And then he walked out of the room and then he came back in and he was like, but, (laughs) uh, during our conversation at dinner, I felt like you weren't really paying attention. You were kind of spacing out when we were talking about once. So like, we had like a, a nice, like it was a long dinner. We talked about many things, but at one point Ian was talking about how the Amazon is burning, which is very sad and upsetting. The lungs of the earth are are on fire. Yeah, the world it, is imploding. No, it's really actually, when I really start to think about it, I get a lot of anxiety about how Rilo is going to grow up without as many animal species and our earth is truly dying and it's actually truly terrifying and like political policies are just put in play and like I really feel helpless and there's no way to stop them and we make political choices that are just actually destroying the earth it gives me a lot of anxiety so Ian was talking about all that yes yes and honestly same all those things but that's why we had such a lovely night I just was like I feel sad I feel anxious I don't want to talk about this like 
but like I wasn't consciously thinking that. I think I just I just went to a different place in my brain. Like we talked about it for a while, but then like by the it was going on for a long time, and I was like, ah. and then like there was a baby at the table next to us. So apparently, this is not how I remember it happening. But Ian said he was like in the middle of the sentence, and I went, "Look, a baby." <laughs> <laughs> and then he looked at the baby, and he was like, "That's nice." And I was like, "It's a cute baby." And then like apparently, I just changed the subject completely and we like never went back to the conversation uh so that's what he brought up later and I was like I'm sorry I didn't mean to space out like that I didn't do it intentionally this was very big of you because well, well that's how I apologized initially and then okay. he like wouldn't let it go and then oh, we wound up no. then we wound up getting into a fight and like and you're like, like why did you ruin a perfectly perfect had, night we had such a lovely night so then like by the end of the fight we both agreed that we kind of wished he hadn't brought it up because it wasn't that big a deal. Like, and I was like, your feelings are valid. I'm sorry that I did that. I will like be more aware of that in the future. But like, we could have just had a, a nice night without like, th- that was a nice night, but, but instead. So like, I, what, are, what are your theories on that? On like letting things slide for the sake of like, just having a nice evening. Holy shit, Ian and I are the <laughs> motherfucking same person. It is cray cray. No. Okay, but I but I weirdly like agree with you and like and I totally think you're right. But I am Ian. Right. So let me give you two things that happened recently with Nick and I. And this will just be my story of the week because it's like (laughs) the same thing. Okay, so uh, we had like the we had like these people come over recently and like, I don't know, we're we're thinking like if we have another kid, maybe we'll want to like you know, get a place with another bedroom. Okay. Makes so sense. the conversation was like going well and, and they go like, well, what would you want your dream layout to be? And like Nick's giving his answer. And then I kind of jump in and I go, uh, and I go, Oh my God, I know exactly what I'd want my layout to be. Like, I'd want like, you know, kids room and they could like share a bathroom and da, da, da. And Nick makes a comment and he goes, he goes, Whoa, Laura is very jacked up. She is jacked up about this. And I just felt like the way he said it was kind of like demeaning, you know? Okay. But whatever. He said that. He goes, Laura's jacked up. She is very jacked up about this. And then we kept going on and we had like a great meeting and like and like our, our friend who works in real estate left. It was like very nice of him to come over and like talk it through with us. And we had a great night. And like afterwards, Nick goes like, wasn't that so great? Like that was so, he was like so helpful and had like a lot of information. And I was like, yeah, it was really helpful. <laughs> uh, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, it kind of bothered me when, you know, I I started talking and you said like Laura's very jacked up. <laughs> <laughs> Poor and Nick was probably just like me, like what? <laughs> and he was like, well, he's like, you've got to be kidding me. And I was like, it just felt like you know, like you were like you said it in like a demeaning way, like. And he was like, oh my god, I didn't mean it like that. And then because he started getting defensive, then I was started getting pissed, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Am I being like jacked up again? Oh I'm always God. just like so jacked up, right? Just like jacked up, jacked up. And like, and then we got in a big, huge fucking fight. I hate that. Okay. Same thing as you. I hate it. Okay. Now I'm going to give another example from last <laughs> night. Uh, so as everybody knows, I had like a medical crisis where <laughs> like I like was fighting off a potentially fatal infection when my appendicitis did not get diagnosed at the ER. I've talked about it a lot right. on this podcast, probably for every episode, and I'll continue to mention it in every episode. This is why you have appendicitis. Because this was <laughs> the new show. <laughs> is the new show. Because it's been a big part of my life. Yeah. And um, it's like consumed the last month of my life. And uh, where was it going? Oh, so a couple people sent me 
they messaged me and said, Laura, you have to watch this new episode of John Oliver. He talks about a medical bias and he did like a whole, you know, he does his long 20, 20 minute segments and it was about the medical bias against like women and people of color yeah, and how and women of color, especially, and, oh, especially women of color and like the, the, uh, like mortality rate for, mm-hmm. for women during birth is like much higher for women of color. It's, it's the stats are terrifying. Uh, the first half, they just talk about women in general and especially how, uh, you know, white male doctors specifically will ignore women's cries for pain. And mm-hmm. that can like lead to potentially like, you know, fatal outcomes, uh, especially, especially women of color. And, uh, but I really experienced that when I said like something is severely wrong with me. I am in a lot of pain. And, and, and they discharge me and, you know, so, so this really related to me and like, you know, a bunch of people sent me and said, you got to watch this. So Nick and I had a great date night. We went and go to go see, you know, uh, where'd you go Bernadette? Oh, I thought that movie was great. <laughs> he hated it. And the whole time was like, uh, uh. but whatever. I didn't get mad. So, so maybe that like set the foundation maybe. for what was about to happen. But I, I, normally I get mad at that where I'm like, you're ruining a movie. I'm like watching a movie in a movie theater next to someone who's like huffing the whole time. <laughs> but I thought it was kind of funny because I like knew he was going to think this movie was cheesy, but I was enjoying it. And so we had fun. We got ice cream and then we go home last night. And I'm like, hey, can you see if you can find that jo- this like new John Oliver episode on HBO where he talks about like a medical bias? A lot of people have told me to watch it. And so we're watching it and uh, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is hitting home. Like and I've also uh, and, and like there's also just like a lot of like, you know, stuff that that's just hard to watch, you know, and, and we've like we've had friends that have been in the hospital who who, who have like, you know, like experienced something, something similar. And, uh, and I'm like, oh my God, like probably feeling like I'm like connecting with Nick, like how Ian felt like we're connecting over like deep political issues right. of the Amazon. And I look over and like freaking husband is sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> like, l- like, like his eyes are sh- I'm like, are you asleep? And he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Okay. And you got mad? No, I didn't. I haven't said anything until this podcast. This but just happened last night. I mean, I was down. a little annoyed. Like, I wanted to discuss the medical bias and, like, how, like, yeah, I wanted to, to have a discussion, a little deeper discussion following the John Oliver thing. So, needless to say, I relate to both sides. I think you're right. People like Ian and me should just shut up and, like, have a nice night and, like, not you bring up little things that maybe annoy us sometimes. But then being on the other side, I am Ian and I cannot help but bring it up. <laughs> I cannot help it. I need to just get it off my chest. So, and then I feel like once it's discussed and be like, that what the little, we had a great night, the little thing bugged me. Then like, I feel better. We can like discuss it. But as how things usually go is it ends up becoming like a big fight. So hopefully Ian and I will both learn to just let things slide better because I, I think it would be better for, for the relationship. But I think it's just in Ian and my personality to like it really is to try to communicate and if something's bugging us, we got to get it off our chest. I will give Ian credit though that the way he said it was he actually was trying because he said we I had a great night, walked out of the room, walked back in, and had his complaint, and then later he told me he did that because he didn't want to be like I had a great night, but so he thought that like by like exiting the room that eliminated the butt. And I was like, well, it was a matter of seconds. So it still had the same effect as a butt. Agreed. But he's, he's, yeah, he's working on it. And I'm working on it. We're all working on it. We're all (laughs) same in this household. (laughs) All right. It is is now time for us to jump into the news. But first, we're going to take a quick sponsor break. 
We would like to thank our sponsor, Bombas. Did you know that socks are the number one requested clothing item in homeless shelters? Well, Bombas is on a mission to change that. They created the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. That is a big statement, and they they uh, they meet it. <laughs> and for every pair of socks purchased, they are going to donate a pair to someone in need. Designed with special comfort innovations, colors, patterns, lengths, and styles, Bombas are perfect for the whole family. Get your hands on a pair of Bombas socks, and your feet will thank you. I have to say, fall is here. I'm so happy. As soon as I get home from work, I love nothing more than putting on some cozy socks and sweatpants. Oh my God, I know. Cozy socks are the best. And then you get like your nice cup of tea. You watch some TV. You eat some takeouts. It's the best. It is my favorite time of year and you need to find the right socks. So Bombas are it. Bombas has donated over 20 million pairs and counting. They're made from super soft natural cotton and every pair is designed with arch support, a seamless toe, and a cushioned footbed that's supportive but not too thick. The uh, A lot of people's new favorites are their new merino wool socks designed to be Ooh. breathable, dry, and never itchy. That's important. With just the right amount of thickness. They have tons of different colors and patterns and lengths and styles. Bombas is also the perfect gift for everyone on your list. I love it. Save 20% on your first purchase when you shop at bombas.com slash single. That's bombas.com slash single to save 20%. B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash single. All right, Angela, what have you been reading about in the news? Well, in honor of this week's theme, I was reading Travel and Leisure, and they have the best cities to date in, which we've covered similar things before. But yeah, Wallet Hub has done a bunch of stuff that we've mm-hmm. read, um, but but this is this is a little different. Yeah, so they have um, bus and train travel platform Wanderoo studied cities and ranked the best cities to date based on. A number of criteria, including the percentage of single people in each city, as well as the quality and total number of goods and services that can be enjoyed without a romantic partner. Um, so it may come as no surprise that the biggest metropolitan areas in the U.S., Los Angeles, New York City, and Chicago, top the list of the best cities to be single in. With so many options of other single people out there, there are plenty of fish in the sea, not to mention Uh, These cities have a deep pool of things to do with or without a partner. So going solo isn't a big deal, Um, which it's all feels true. It's like this is the best. These are the best cities to date, whether you're single, meaning like whether you're you want to date somebody and find somebody. There's a lot of other single people. And then also if you're single, like there's a lot of shit to do just being single. Right. Like just like your quality of life as a single person, like you're getting out there and having fun and you're not relying on another person. Mm -hmm. Um, The cities with the highest percentage of singles include Detroit at number one, followed by Washington, D.C. and Atlanta. Ooh, all those single politicians (laughs) in D.C. Uh, I have heard D.C. is a great place to date. Everybody that, that lives there or nearby, like, loves it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like a lot of people that work in politics. So if you if you want to talk more about the Amazon, if, like, right. if you like having conversations about the Amazon <laughs> and how to fix the world, then, like, go to D.C., I guess. But at least they'd be productive conversations because you'd actually be talking with a person who, like, could get shit done. Right. So, I mean, I might still zone out, but I would have less anxiety. True. I'd be like, yeah, you get out there and you like... You do it. Pass some laws, babe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd be a great first lady. 
So um, just one note, Wanderoo uh, published only the top 25 cities that ranked in their study of the 50 most populous. So even the cities that round out the bottom five, which are Phoenix, Arizona, Charlotte, North Carolina, Kansas City, Missouri, Las Vegas, Nevada, and Tampa, Florida. Those I guess are, that's, a, the, that's the bottom 10, right? One, two. Those are... Oh, no, because yeah. that's like city and state. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, <laughs> sorry. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I was might zoning. also been the way I read it. I was zoning out again. Um, <laughs> happens to the best of us. So, yeah, those are the bottom five, but they're not the worst places in the U.S. to be single. They're just like the bottom five of this poll. Okay. So, tell us the best places to be single. What are the, what are like the total top 10? So, top? We, we know you mentioned like LA, New York, and Chicago. And then what else right. is on that and list? And they're in that order. It's LA, New York, and Chicago. So, then uh, four is Baltimore. Five is San Francisco, six Sacramento, seven San Diego, eight Portland. Oh, I, I love Portland. Like, I mean, I've heard good things about yeah, Portland. Yeah, I've heard good things. I've actually never been there. I just know Portlandia. Same. We should go. I just said I, I love Portland as if I'd ever been there. <laughs> That's so weird. I just feel like I would love Portland. To watch a TV show and then be like, I love that place. <laughs> um, nine is Boston and 10 is DC. All right. There you go. Um, any Any that surprised you on this list? I mean, this all pretty much lines up, I feel like, with what we've heard consistently before. Um, it is funny, though, because if you don't live in one of these cities and you're like, man, I need to move. As someone who lives in New York, which is like apparently the number two top place for singles to live, people are still pretty unhappy here. Like, I people know. People still complain about how hard it is to meet people. Yeah. We're going to get into that much later. But like I, I lived in L.A. and was like, oh, I hate the guys in L.A. And then I moved to New York. And like, obviously, I met Nick here. But then, you know, a lot of my single friends that were in L.A., they were like, oh, can't wait to move to New York. And they moved out here. And then, you know, maybe they didn't meet the man of their dreams in like the first, you know, five to 10 years being here. And they're like, oh, I need to move back to California. And so there's a lot of that's kind of what this episode is about. It's yeah. like, should you hop around to find a better pool? And then maybe what you'll realize is it's not so much about the dating pool as it is about like you and where you're at in your life. Because, right. you know, all of these these cities, people, you can jump back and forth all day, all night. But maybe it's not about that, you know? Yes. Um, all right. So you want to know what I've been reading? Yes. What are you reading? Something kind of similar. Okay. okay. Um, these are the best and worst cities for dating in 2019. This is from Thrillist. Joe McCauley wrote this. So a new survey from the rental search site apartment list asked 9,000 of its users who identified as single across the U.S. to rate the dating scene where they live. And they use the data to rank the best and worst cities for single folk around the country. So while the study you read... Uh, they decided what are the best cities to be single in based on how many singles there are and how many things there are to do. This study went straight to the single people and had them rank like, do you like dating where you live? So they just okay. like different approaches to how they created the list. You know, this this went straight to the single people and had them rank their own city. Your list did it a little different. So this might be a reflection of like people's positive attitudes in different places. Exactly. You know? Absolutely. Okay. So specifically, they asked people to respond to the question, how would you rate your current city or neighborhood for opportunities to date with one of five possible answers? Very satisfied, somewhat satisfied, neutral, somewhat unsatisfied, or very dissatisfied. To make the cut, a city had to have at least 25 ratings, no matter what the responses were. So the best cities for dating in 2019, number one. So this list is pretty different from your list. Yeah. So number one was Austin. Number two was Charlotte, North Carolina. Three was San Francisco, which did make your list uh, at number five. So San Francisco mm -hmm. was was uh, similar. Minneapolis, 
Okay, can you cross check your list and tell me if any of these are on your on the top ten in your list? Let's By the way, so first we had Austin, number one. Um, Charlotte, oh, number two. Austin, Austin was number fourteen on my list. Okay, all right, all right. So it's on there. San Francisco was number three on this list, and it's five on mine. Number four, Minneapolis. Minneapolis, not on my list. Little Rock, Arkansas, number five. No. Phoenix, Arizona, number six. Washington, D.C. made number seven, which was pretty high up on yours. Yes. Uh, Durham, North Carolina was number eight. And Columbus, Ohio, number nine. And then Denver, Colorado, number 10. So hmm. what I found really fascinating is the top two on yours didn't even make the top 10 on this list. And I can tell you exactly why it's so obvious to me. Because if you ask a New Yorker how- Do you like, like dating? dating? Like, obviously- They fucking hate it. We are a negative people. It is no. cultural. We know. Yeah, but it's what I love about I don't, New York. I don't find my friends negative. I don't think I'm negative. But like, I think people, a lot of my friends feel like it's very difficult to date in New York. There might be a lot of single people, but- they just feel like it's and, and there's a lot of things to do, but like you almost become like immune to that. You're, you're like jaded. You're I, jaded. You're jaded. I and then same jaded. in LA. Like yeah, it's I, the same thing in LA. Everyone's like, oh, there's just like everyone wants to be in the film business, you know? Yeah. Whereas when you're in New York, you're like, I just want to meet like a cool dude that like we'll go surfing and we'll like share a smoothie on the <laughs> beach. And then you go there and you're like, it's not like that. So like, maybe it's like I'm dating like an agent. There's more opportunity in those two places, but the actual experience of finding your person is less enjoyable. Yeah. But say no. So of these lists, though, the ones that run here, like Washington, D.C. and San Francisco, a lot of single people, a lot of things to do. And like the people that date there say shit's going good. Hmm. So that's that's interesting. Yeah. And did you say Austin was on your list? Austin was on my list, but it was like number 14. 14. 14's not that bad, but it was number one on this list. So people in Austin seem pretty happy. And like I've heard, you know, we we had fun in Austin when we yeah, went like for Austin. South by Southwest. Cool city. Austin sort of feels like Brooklyn, but with more dirt roads so yeah if you are thinking about moving to find a place to date i would say you know cross-checking these lists austin san francisco and dc not bad options yeah uh all right i'm gonna tell you the worst cities to date so people here are not are not enjoying the situation okay palm bay florida new haven connecticut this is an order so number one like the worst right is palm palm bay uh number two new haven uh providence rhode island Riverside, California, Kansas City, Missouri, which I think was on your list as like, oh, you should go here to date, wasn't it? It was like on a... It was at the bottom. It was number 23. Okay, 23. But but still, they said that wasn't even like the bottom of all 50 states. No, no, no. Yeah. So considering it was kind of high. Number five, people in Kansas City not enjoying the dating scene. Albany, New York. Okay, well, there was the next Sam cult there, so I don't blame them. Yeah. Uh, I never know how to say it. Des Moines? Des Moines. Des Moines. Des Moines. Albuquerque, New Mexico. Not fun to date there. Uh, Worcester. Wor- I think it's Wor- Worc- Worcester. Worcester. Whatever. <laughs> uh, and then Cleveland, Ohio, where Nick is from. Thank God he left and found me in New York. <laughs> that's why he had to leave. He had to leave. It's horrible to date there. So that's where people are not enjoying the dating scene. But I, I find this really interesting because, uh, the, you know, these lists you see can be quite different depending on how they get their information. So, yeah. So you should take them all with a grain of salt, I take guess. Them with a grain of salt or or think about, you know, do you want to listen, do you want to go to a place that has a lot of singles or where the people say the dating scene is good, you know? All right. It is time for us to jump into our mailbox, but first let's take a quick sponsor break. We would like to thank our sponsor, Squarespace. Make it yourself. Easily create a website all by yourself. If you can think it, dream it, you can make it with Squarespace. Angela and I have been the biggest Squarespace fans forever. Uh, 
I think I told this story on the podcast, but how I found out about Squarespace was I was, I forget why, but I was trying to tweet at Alec Baldwin <laughs> and I accidentally tweeted at Alex Baldwin, Alex with an X, not Alec Baldwin. Right. And Alex Baldwin messaged me and was like, Hey, I'm not Alec Baldwin, but like, hi, I checked out your website. You should use this new website called Squarespace. This is when they like were first launching instead. Anyways, we started talking. Was he throwing shade at your old website a little no, bit? No, no. He was just being like really helpful because he's like in the tech world. And uh, anyways, that's how I found out about Squarespace to begin with years and years <laughs> and years ago was from me accidentally tweeting at Alex Baldwin instead of <laughs> Alec Baldwin. Uh, and an amazing meet cute. <laughs> ever since then, I've Squarespace and I've been in love. I have lauralane.com. We have this is why you're single show.com. Angela has angelaspare.com. We love Squarespace. Yep. We're big fans of Squarespace and so are lots of other people. Tons of bloggers, writers, artists, and podcasters like us use Squarespace and you can too. They have beautiful templates created by world-class designers. They have analytics that help you grow in real time and built-in search engine optimization. And they have 24-7 award-winning customer support. Squarespace.com slash single is how you're going to get that free trial. When you're ready to launch, use the offer code single to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. So go to squarespace.com slash single for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use our offer code single to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We would like to thank our sponsor, Away. Away creates thoughtful products designed to change how you see the world. They started with their perfect suitcase, crafted with features that make travel more seamless, and now they have a range of amazing, amazing products. We love away luggage and you've used it a bunch recently on travels yes and the amazing thing is that Ian and I have um the carry-on they have two carry-ons we have the smaller one and even with the smaller one we're able to fit both of our stuff that's inside amazing of it because it's just I don't know I don't know how they do it it's deceptive because it looks small on the outside but you really can pack a lot in there and they're so easy to navigate through the airport because of the the wheels that like turn 360 degrees and I'm a klutz so I like I'm always falling over things so I really appreciate the easy to navigate. That's right. They have the four 360 degree spinner wheels guaranteed a smooth, a smooth ride, which you can vouch for. I can. They also have TSA approved combination locks and optional ejectable battery to keep your phone charged. So many cool things. And we're hooking it up as usual for $20 off a suitcase. Visit awaytravel.com slash single and use promo code single during checkout. That's $20 off a suitcase. Visit awaytravel.com slash single and use promo code single during checkout. All right, Angela, what have you been reading in our mailbox? Okay. Um, first up, we have an email from our listener, Elise, who is from Napa Valley, California. Um, she gave us she, – she organized her letter very nicely. She put headers on things. I know, but it was too long, I still got to say. So, we, yeah, we did have to hack at it a little bit. And I didn't even hack at it enough. I love you, Elise, but like – uh, yeah. All right. But, oh, but let's read her email. It was good enough for us to read and it's very <laughs> yeah. relevant to this week's episode. Okay. So uh, the first section is currently. This is what's currently happening to her. My ex and I split up last spring after just about a year long relationship. It was one of the hardest things I have ever been through because he truly was my first love and the breakup came out of left field for me. I took a hiatus and then I started putting myself back out there. Since then, I have been on one bad date after the next and even dated a man a bit older than me, 10-ish years, thinking he'd be more mature. 
I was very wrong and it ended after three-ish months of dating. I've been on more bad dates or dates that just didn't go anywhere since and I am starting to get frustrated with the idea of dating and have more recently entertained the idea of moving to another state because I feel like the area I'm in does not have a good selection of potential suitors via dating apps or going out and meeting someone organically. Ideal, but seems like it happens less and less these days. Um, and additionally, I feel like I'm outgrowing my job and I feel like I might be ready for an overall change, uh, of scenery. I've been in Napa for eight years and have been thinking that it may not be a long-term place for me. Next section, creating my own future. I am a young 27 year old, but would also like to find someone and settle down. Not necessarily tomorrow, but soonish. I don't want to hastily uproot my life in hopes of finding my soulmate, jump into a relationship just for shits and giggles, or get or uh, up and quit my job when I live a comfortable life. But maybe that's the problem. A move may be the reset I desperately need. Thought slash advice to help me navigate this all? Question mark. All the best and keep being boss bitches. Thanks, Elise. Um, I love Elise. I actually really did appreciate the headers that she created, and I love emails like this because you answer your own question in the email and it's so it's so cool to see happen sometimes so Elise is like the perfect example she inspired this episode so thank you so much for writing in so I think you should move and I don't think you're moving to find a better pool of suitors I mean Napa Valley is amazing if you look at like both of the lists that Angela and I read there were a lot of places in Northern California that made the list I think Mm -hmm. like Oakland was up there San Francisco was definitely on a couple of the lists Um, you know Northern California is a very cool place Uh, Sacramento was number six on Angela's ranking so you know you go to NorCal and like People there seem to enjoy the dating world. Um, sure, Napa Valley wasn't on the list, but whatever. You're in wine country. You're not that far <laughs> from like other right. other cool places. Things are happening there. There are things to do. There's a lot of things to do in, in Napa Valley. But you are, I think for you and your life, you have said, I may be ready for an overall change of scenery, quote unquote. Uh, quote, this may not be a long-term place for me. I think it's hard for you to inv- truly invest in dating when you know like, oh, I don't even know if I want to be here always. Yeah. Like this is not where I want to be long-term. So I think you are ready to move. It could just be to San Francisco. Just a little bit of a change of scenery if you don't want to completely uproot your life and like move that far away. Or I don't know, give DC a shot. What do I know? Like I don't know what kind of job field you're in, but that would obviously play a big part. But uh, yeah, I think you are ready to – you're not hastily uprooting your life in the hopes of finding your soulmate. Maybe that's like in the back of your head, but you don't have somebody where you live and you're getting a little restless. So – I think a lot of times when people are ready to move and they say like, oh, it's because I want to find someone. You're not moving to find someone. You're you're moving to find a new you. However, like cheesy postcard that might sound. Do you yeah, agree? I do. If if you were moving purely because you wanted to see what would happen like by shaking up your dating scene, I would sort of advise against it because it would sound like there's other things in your life you have to fix first. But because of the way you present it, like Laura said, like I think that you're ready to move for lots of reasons. You've been there eight years. Yeah. Um, so and like like we hear from a lot of people that move to a new place and then have a, a hard time meeting people because they don't have friends to go out with and, and they don't have a lot going on. So like they're they become kind of obsessed with dating because they don't have anything else going on. They usually just have like a new job that they've started. Uh, and then the way they're like trying to socialize is through dating apps and then that can be hard. But if you have a good plan and like, 
uh, I knew two people when network. I mo- I knew two people when I moved to New York. I barely knew my roommate. I knew her through a friend, and then I knew like my editor at like a magazine I was writing for, and that was it. And I just threw myself into New York, started dating, like hanging out with some people at work, met people through my new job, and it was truly one of like the best times of my life for those first couple years in New York. I mean, I'm having like a pretty nice time now that with like right. Nick and the baby, but I just mean it was such an exciting time meeting meeting new people and like 27 such a good age to do that yeah and like and yeah I think you're totally ready to move and you know don't be scared it'll be 27 such a good age to like make new friends and like just get out there and like switch shit up that's yeah just focus on all the things like make new friends like get into your job like don't make it just be about the dating thing yeah but sure get on dating apps it is a good way to yeah make friends definitely and also bumble you can use the like you know you can find friends that way. There's like the friends section. Mm-hmm. All right. What else we got in? Oh, also I wanted to tell Lise to check out our episode 135, Make a Big Change. That Ooh, might inspire her. Good advice. Uh, what else we got in the mailbox? We have a male listener, Josh. And Josh writes, for the past few months, one of my close friends has been egging me on that a friend in her town is interested in me. Considering that I live in North Carolina and her friend, let's call her Kate, lives in Rhode Island. I did not really consider it at first. Recently, though, my friend and I met up at our hometown and she had me go through Kate's IG profile. She's definitely cute and so I DM'd her. We have been messaging and snapping for about two weeks now and the banter between us has been good. I'm 23 years old. I did a long distance relationship in college, but I am unsure about how I feel about starting a relationship out as long distance. I really trust my friend as she knows both me and Kate well, but I also can't pretend that I personally know Kate as a whole this early on. Uh, Are we just wasting each other's time? Should I even be considering doing a long-distance relationship in my 20s? What would it take for you all to ship a long-distance relationship? All advice is appreciated, Josh. Oh, okay. So I love this one. I felt like it fit the theme of this episode a little bit. It's, you know, know, kind of about like, should you move for a relationship? Well, what about when you're not even moving for a relationship? You're just starting off a relationship long distance. And this one's one's like really tricky because – I don't know. What brings you more joy? Like, would it bring you more joy to have the freedom to just be talking to whoever you want in your town? Or does it bring you, do you get really excited when you're talking to, let's call her Kate? Uh, do you get excited to talk to her? Uh, you did a long distance relationship. I'd be curious to know how did that go? You Clearly, you know, I'm assuming you might have like developed some good like skills for a long distance relationship, like the trick where you like watch a movie together, like yeah. one, two, three, play or, you know, watch a TV show together and just like put the phone on speaker like you're watching it. And there's a lot of like cute, fun things you can do long distance. But luckily, um, it also means that you know how difficult it can be and you have like a realistic expectation for sure going into it. And you're, it's really hard. It's so hard. Uh, your own, but also a lot of people who like their independence and like aren't the kind of person that wants to hang out with their boyfriend or girlfriend every single day love long distance they love the like we see each other like every couple weeks or once a month you know that might be like exactly emotionally what they need especially when they're 23 maybe they're like throwing themselves into their job and like they just don't have the and their friends and they just don't have the bandwidth to be like seeing a boyfriend or girlfriend every night but they do want that emotional stability of having somebody there for them you know it could be the it could be the perfect situation so it's hard for me to answer because it depends on like your wants and needs are josh are you the kind of person that like wants a girlfriend that can like go on double dates all the time and like come to work events with you and like 
be in the same city as you or is that not as important to you and you and Kate are like really hitting it off and maybe you'd want to like move in the future but 23 is so young so I wouldn't I wouldn't like stress out. You're not worried about like, oh my God, is this person going to want me to marry them in like the next right. year, you know? And that's that's kind of what I was going to say. Like, I feel like maybe you're getting a little ahead of yourself right now because it's only been two weeks. So like you can talk to this person and still be dating in real life. Like, exactly. You're not dating her just by talking to her. You're seeing what happens and what develops and maybe things might get more serious or maybe like things will fizzle out because neither of you are interested in doing the long distance thing. So I think you could just like ride the wave and see what happens. Yeah, see how things go. And then if it gets to the point where Kate's like, look, I really like you and I don't want to see other people, you know, then you figure it out. But whenever I've had like long distance things in college, like I was still totally dating at the same time because it wasn't it wasn't like a super serious thing. Um all right, if you if any of you listeners want your questions answered or if you have any messages you want to share, email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Please be concise, a paragraph or less. You can also find our contact info on our website at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Now let's dive in to our reason of the week. This week's reason is the best place to date. Yes, so should someone move to find better guys or girls or however, uh, you know, whatever Whatever you're looking for. Whatever you're looking for. Uh, There are stats on the best places to date, but as you saw, every list is different. So before moving, uh, oh, this is like a tip I was thinking. You know, before you decide to move to find a better pool of people, just throw this idea out there because we've had matchmakers on the show. Uh Uh, You could also try a matchmaker to set you up with somebody in like another another city if you really truly feel like – the reason you want to move is to find like a different pool of people, what you could do what Josh is doing and just start like first start dating somebody long distance, you know, I'm trying just to, another option. Didn't we have somebody I'm trying to remember there was a story where somebody was like using their Tinder and like updating their um, like where they were looking for people on Tinder because you can do that. Yeah. Um, you could just exp- you could test out the pool of people and expand it to a different city on on uh on your dating apps before you move you know yeah. see what the pool is like in a different city just an idea never forget that when i still lived on long island i lied about where i lived and i said that i lived in queens which doesn't sound like a big difference but here in new york it sort of is uh and i did have that question for you you yeah. never left the new york area but it worked out for you did you ever consider like maybe the pool of people in new york's not for me or was that not something that crossed your mind um, I never left New York, but I did leave like my hometown, which uh, wasn't motivated exactly by like dating pool options. But I certainly think it would have been very hard for me to date had I stayed there because I'm very different from a lot of the folks around there. Which I think is how you kind of need to think about this in general. Like moving should never f- fully be just about dating because if you're not happy where you move, you're not. Right. You're not going to find somebody because you're not going to be the best version of yourself. Exactly. You're not going to like maybe like your job as much as your old job. You're not going to like your city. There's not going to be as many things to do. You might not have friends. So you're going to be like a, you know, a, a crappier version of yourself. So even if the pool's better, like you're going to be screwed. So you have to yeah. do it for both reasons. Like this is better for me, for me and myself and and my life. And it also, man, maybe, maybe there's another pool of dating. You yeah. Know? I think it pool all people. goes together because like I specifically chose where I live based on the fact that I know like culturally it's a place I vibe with. Like I like 
all the things that you can do in the city or things that I want to do. So like just naturally like other people that I meet here are going to be people that I already have things in common with. Absolutely. You know? And we talked about this a little bit earlier, but like when I was in LA, I was so over the dating pool when I was there. It also might've been like the age I was and the people I was around and like the friends I had and the guys I was meeting. But I also think that me wanting to move to New York, sure, I was like, oh, God, I can't wait to meet, like, you know, more interesting cultured guys. But I think it was also more about me and me needing to find happiness in a new city, like, you know, away from my family that and away from my school and, like, have my own identity in my life and explore. And it was less about the actual city because I think maybe if I was in L.A., you know, uh, later on in my life and was dating then, I, it, you know, it would have been different. Uh, yeah, I just think it would have been different. And my, my mm -hmm. other friends who moved to NYC thinking they meet guys here, some of them are still single. Some of them had found boyfriends, but you know, moving the city, moving to a different city wasn't the answer for everybody. You know, right. it's, you just got to do what's, what's best for you. But if you are interested in just the full on like stats, mm -hmm. just Google like best cities for dating in 2019 and you'll find the new stories that we read and you'll find a lot of other studies also if you do want to get some ideas if you're like you know what I am sick of my job I want to look for another job I might as well look for a job in a good city to date um, you know do yeah. a little research and it's like if you're not a big city person pick something on that list that is a little more rural or vice versa you know absolutely so you'll still be happy it'll still vibe with who you are as a person and you'll meet people that are similar on that note, it is time for our Reason of the Week Breakdown. So it's up to you if you want to travel for dating, but traveling for pleasure, we totally support. Um, also traveling for crime, like 90s icon Carmen, Carmen San, Diego. San Diego. So Carmen probably dated too when she was traveling. We can just assume she was a hot chicken red hat, so she definitely dated. Um, and we're going to guess where she's dating in a game we call where, where in, in the, the world, world is Carmen, Carmen San Diego dating. Okay, Laura. Yes. Carmen and her date went to the Cheesecake Factory at Short Hills Mall and then ended the night dirty dancing at the Tropicana. Where are they? The Short Hills Mall uh, and the Tropicana dance I thought club. The uh, Tropicana sounds like Florida. Good guess, but... New Jersey, New oh, Jersey, okay. it's in Atlantic City. Um, I should say that uh, when I made oh this Atlantic, C I always forget like Atlantic City is like New Jersey. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, it makes sense. It ma it makes a lot of sense, but I just forget. Yeah, it's a hidden gem of New Jersey. I should also say that even though this game is called Where in the World is Carmen San Diego, uh, I kept it to the United States. Oh yes, I also so want to say we have a lot of international listeners. So I, I'm sorry that when we read our, our list of best places to date, we kept it very United States of America, but I'm sure there's like equivalents in, in France and in Australia yeah. and in Thailand and, you know, all around the world where we have our many, many listeners. So, you know, do some research on, on where to date, yes. wherever you are. Our advice still applies internationally. Absolutely. Um, but this quiz is the United States of America. Okay. Carmen and her date eat some beignets and she gets a little tipsy and flashes her boobs Paris, on Bourbon Paris. Street. Oh, 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 right. I forgot. You kept this just in the United States. New Orleans. Yes. Which is like, has French elements. So. Yes, yes, yes. I was like, when you said beignets, I was like, yeah. oh, I think that's a French word. <laughs> okay. 
Carmen's date thought she might enjoy the famous architecture tour on the river, but she had a bad time because she really just wanted to go to this date's famous style pizza at Lumalati. Chicago, Chicago. I knew when you said the word architecture, actually, because Chicago, surprisingly, is so well known for its architecture, which I learned when my family and I did a architecture river tour. They I like, just did that. That's why I put it in the oh quiz. My God. It's so fascinating. And it makes you realize like how ugly New York's architecture <laughs> is when you go and you see how beautiful the buildings in Chicago are and how much thought they put into them. And you're like, wow, New York did not do the same whatsoever. Um, and of course, I know Lou Malnati's. I met the son of Lou Malnati's. Did you? I forget what his first name is. But I like, always call it Illuminati's. Like, Illumin- like yeah, the you Illuminati. Should. That's what everybody always thinks I'm saying. But best pizza place in Chicago. Uh, I don't love Chicago style pizza. I have to say it's like a soup in a crust to me, but to each their own. Um, <laughs> okay. Next one. Carmen's date thought she, uh, she might be impressed if he took her to her namesake city, but turns out Carmen thinks Disneyland is lame. Where are they? California. Yeah. Anaheim. Yeah. Um, believe it or not, Carmen says she is a Dolly Parton fan in her Tinder profile. So Nashville? obviously. No. Uh, well, no. Tennessee. Tennessee, okay. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> I also had her uh, not wanting to hike in the Smoky Mountains, so basically Carmen said San Diego is me in this oh, version. Oh, okay. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I buy uh, it. Wow, you did really good on this quiz. That you, was the whole thing. I'm surprised I know geography better than I thought, I guess. I could picture you playing, uh, being Carmen San Diego for, for a Halloween costume. I think it's a great Halloween costume. I think you kind of look like her. Thank you. If you guys have never Googled Angela Spare, she kind of <laughs> looks like Carmen Sandiego, well, to, to be honest. Well, to prepare for this quiz, because, you know, we we this is just the legwork we do here at This Is Why You're Single. I watched a little Carmen Sandiego on YouTube. Wow. And it was really bringing me back. It was oh, really my fun. God. You put so much thought when you when you make these games. <laughs> I, Angela did the game this week. Well, as you know, because she was quizzing me. Uh, and I worked on a lot of the other rundown. But uh, she puts... if the. If it's a really, really great game, it's probably an Angela game because she's really good at her games. Because she really has a lot of time on her hands. No, no, no. You just, you love your games. I, you love your I games. I do. I do love my games. Because I grew up watching stuff like Carmen Sandy. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, we hope we've cleared up this week's reason because that is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes Noble, and our audiobook on Audible. And you can get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. For a full list of our sponsors and the codes, check out our podcast page on thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. We are also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Your Single Show. Um, I am at Sparadactyl on Twitter and Instagram, which is my last name uh, and the dinosaur, Sparadactyl. It's great. Great mm-hmm. handle. I'm just at Laura Lane Rad on Instagram and just Laura Lane on Twitter because the person that just said Laura Lane wouldn't sell it to me <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> we're, we're working on that. Um, please like and subscribe on iTunes. And thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba 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 This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. That was a headgum podcast.